This podcast is brought to you by Shout Engine. In less than five minutes, you can start your own podcast for free with ShoutEngine.com. Once again, from SEMA 2017 at the MagnaFlow podcast stage, it is Hoonverse Podcast. I've got Jeff to my right once again. Hi. And we've got Elwig here today. How you doing? Pretty damn good. How are you doing? Good, good. Enjoying your SEMA so far? Oh, yes. 2017 SEMA's been very good to us this year. I just realized I can't call it what I normally call it when we're in the home studio, um, because we're actually here, and I'm not going to say that. Um, So, Hellwig, (laughs) uh, you guys have been around for 65 years? 72 years. Oh, your website is dated. Oh, well, that's... (laughs) Might want to clear the cash on that one. Your about on your website (laughs) is off. uh, Are you still made in America and family-owned? We are still (laughs) made in America, and we are fourth-generation family-owned. Yes, fantastic. Uh, Now, you guys primarily do... um, It seems like you're very concerned about sway and load control. Yes, that is what we specialize in, specialize in is load and sway control. Okay. So, so uh, many jokes. So many jokes. Right. Oh, yeah. All day, every day. Yeah. I got a no saggy bottoms policy is what I tell people. <laughs> right. so. And uh, Vegas, too. And, and never mind. I'm not going to say where we're at again. Um, but you also do some street performance stuff as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now, uh, what what does it take to – because someone buys an – Say an RV, because you even care about RV suspension. We do. So you buy an RV. How does a customer know, and what does what does your product offer them over just what they get from the factory? Well, factory equipment, you got to think about even the manufacturer or an OE supplier or OE supplier in general, they have to keep their costs down so their consumer can buy it. So they don't put the best of everything on the vehicle, which is where we come in. Mm-hmm. So a lot of vehicles, uh, RVs, they might not even come with a rear sway bar. If they do, it's a small rear sway bar. It does a little bit of the job. It can always be improved upon. So we do a large diameter front sway bars, large di- diameter rear sway bars. On certain chassis, we do helper springs. A lot of people will add more weight because typically the springs are there for the dry weight or the wet weight. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, as, as humans, our nature is to pack things in spaces. Right. So we load things up and you get the saggy bottom blues, so we come in with our load control. Now, is it is it possible also to design a system that also makes, say, someone who upgrades the suspension on their truck to make it more drivable when it's unladen as well? Definitely. Well, and that's where our air suspension comes in, our air springs come in, because they're adjustable. We have uh, several air solutions for it that you can uh, manipulate manually with pressure switches and a gauge that's in the, the vehicle, or we have an auto-leveling system that you set ride height uh, unloaded, and then no matter how much weight you put on or take off, within reason, it, it maintains that level. Now, have you height. gotten to the point where you can slam an RV? I'm sh- I have not. There are people that have. I believe there was a couple here last year, some old mini winnies. So you can bag it up. Probably one of the Ring Brothers ones. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, yes. Okay. I'm guessing there might be some clearance issues over, you know, over speed bumps and things like that, though. A teeter-totter effect, Definitely, if you yeah. You don't want to uh, tortoise yourself. <laughs> <laughs> What, is, what are you guys doing in the street performance arena? What's what's going on in that space? Street performance, we do anything starting with Tri-5 Chevy all the way up to the brand new uh, Camaros. We do all the Mustang stuff starting from, you know, 65 uh, Mustang all the way to brand new Mustang. 
Uh, later Mustang stuff, we've done a lot of proving and testing with like Roush Yates to, to develop our Mustang sway bars. Uh, for the GMA body and G bodies, we actually do a frame stiffening kit, which then makes which it is more, needed. Yes, definitely so. Uh, which makes it actually more like a convertible frame uh, or like an El Camino chassis. Uh, and it's very simple to put in. I think retail on it's right around $400, $500. Is that a full wow. chassis replacement, or is that just stiffening? Or? It's a stiffening kit. So it comes with several components that already pre-bent, pre-cut. You lay them up. You do your spot welds, get everything put in place, and then come back and do your stitch welding. That seems pretty convenient. Uh, I mean, because a, a shop, it probably would be the hours required to finish that job wouldn't be much at all, right? No, not at all. We've even had uh, a shop that's actually lifted the body off the frame six inches and installed the kit with the body sitting right there. So you don't need a lot of clearance. Obviously, it's easier if you have the body completely out of the way, but you can work in tight quarters with it. That sounds like even for like a fairly competent home gamer, it's kind of a thing that could do. Yeah, most of our product uh, since our... We came, the idea for Helper Streams in our business came in 1944, technically started the business in 46, was product should be installed in your driveway. So our business model in 1946 was would build the Helper Springs, go around, knock on people's doors that had the saggy bottom blues, see a car with their back end sagging, and they would actually go knock on the door and install our Helper Springs in their driveway for $7. Wow. $7. $7. It's a little bit more expensive these days, and I don't go to people's driveways. That's how much a large coffee is. Yeah. Yeah. Here at the show or at Disney? (laughs) Uh, That's amazing. Now, besides the street performance and then the towing, sway, and load control and the RV stuff, you guys are even playing in off-road and the UTV space. Definitely. So what what are you offering for the off-roaders out there? Uh, currently, this time for off roaders, we have uh, applications for Raptors. So we do a rear sway bar for Raptors. We're working with uh, suspension manufacturers. We've developed some sway bars from some of our international customers in the Middle East that have a softer rate that works better for what they're doing. Uh, what I've learned by traveling to the Middle East is these people don't have a truck with a trailer and then their sand toy. Their sand toy is their daily driver. They drive straight off the street into the dunes, go right. play, and go home. Well, we've seen these, the dunes actually become an optional lane on the highway there. It's true. Yeah. True story. So with Hellwick Sway Bars, developed specifically for them, they can handle and perform on the highway or dip it right off into the dunes. That's nuts. Yep. Now, on the UTV side... I'd have to imagine just how those things are growing. That has to be a pretty a segment of your business that's growing fairly rapidly. Oh, definitely. The side-by-side market's a whole new phenomenon that's taking the world by storm. It, it, basically, it's a Suzuki Samurai that you can't register on the street, <laughs> yeah, but you can yeah. still dump $50,000 into it. Yes. So, uh, But it's, every, it's a great game that I think... Why they're being, why they're so successful over like sand rails is now there's uniformity. There's a place where you can go to get the parts. It's not a one-off thing. Right. Um, and with any type of performance vehicle or off-road vehicle, people are going to add power to it. They're going to change the suspension on it. Once they do that, you need to start addressing new issues. One of which is body roll. You start adding uh, three by three arms. You start adding more power. You're going to have more g-forces. The body's going to want to roll. So we right. need to be able to control how much roll you have. Because I've, I've heard these UTVs have a like compared to a dune buggy, there's there's uh, CG is higher. Typically, yeah, because they susceptible. they have a narrower track width. Right. Typically, so yeah, that, that also gives them a higher CG, yeah. which typically is why people go to like a three by three or wider platform. And then also the long wheelbase with the four seater versions are better because it helps to displace the weight over a larger surface. Are people like swapping out the suspension arms and things like that to actually get the track a little wider? Or? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, okay. they, yeah, they do three by three kits that basically three inches longer and more in travel. 
gravel and wider. So they're actually changing the track width quite considerably. That's awesome. Are you There's, amazed at how much people are dumping into these things? Oh, I'm completely amazed. We're, we just built a Ford F-350 uh, with a deck on back to hold a, a side-by-side in the back. And one of the challenges I had, uh, and we all had in design the build, was making sure that the side-by-side we went with had the proper track, track width to fit on the deck. 72 inches was my max to keep it within my bed lengths of the truck, my bed width of the truck. You start getting the 3x3 three three kits, and then you look at like a plus 2, plus 3 offset on your wheels, all of a sudden you're at 72 to 76 inches wide. So you've got a, a lot of things to think about in transport, in design, also on how much stress it's going to put on the components. Yeah. You start playing with offsets of wheels, so there's... I mean, that... That'd be an insane thing. I can just see that rolling out to the dunes in Ismo and, like, just winning. The guy yeah. just wins the dunes with that thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm, we're going to drive the truck, stay in the UTV, uh, we'll keep it strapped up there. And, go hit and then we'll hit launch button you just take off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, have it facing uh-huh. backwards. There was a great video that was kicking around last week where it was just guys at the dunes with all these big trucks. All these guys are having problems going up this dune. guy comes out in this stock Subaru Outback and that. just scoots right up it. No drama whatsoever. Yeah. Just like, eh. Sometimes a dick measuring contest, everybody loses. <laughs> That's the beauty of all-wheel drive. Yes. Yeah. You're welcome, Subaru. Plug <laughs> um, What would you say is the easiest or most simple way for someone who tows to make their life better through your suspension? Uh, well, two key things, load and sway control. So the first thing you want to look at is the, how you load the vehicle. Once you get the bed loaded or the tongue weight loaded, if, you, if the back end drops significantly to where you have more weight distributed over the rear axle and the front axle, you need to get it back up. So you can either do that by using our big wig airbag kit or airbag system or one of our helper springs. The second thing and the most commonly overlooked, because most trucks don't come with one, is a rear sway bar. If you have any extra weight in the back of the truck, you alter that center of gravity, you're going to change and have more body roll. By going to a larger sway bar or one of our big wig sway bars that's three-way adjustable, you can actually mediate and keep the body from rolling too much. And what that does is it makes it safer to drive and also more predictable in a turn. You know what to expect every time you go into a turn. Do you guys have different design considerations depending upon whether it's fifth wheel setup or just a standard, um, you know, what would you call it, tongue? Tongue mount, uh, setup. Not specifically for tongue mount or fifth wheel. Uh, we offer different variations of sway bars for trucks, specifically in regards to their height, as far as if they have a lift. So we'll mm-hmm. change the bins there. Uh, then we also came out with our big wing line, which is solely designed for heavy haulers or people with like trucks and campers on it because you have that extra weight. Right. So it's not something that's uh, interchangeable or you change something real quick on that. You just assess your specific needs and choose a sway bar that's going to fit. I've always been curious, when people go and throw a giant wheel and tire setup on a truck, you know, let's just say it's a, you know, a standard F-250 or something like that, and they go and throw a giant pro truck setup at it, but then don't change out the sway bars. Is that bordering on kind of like dangerous in terms of putting load on that factory bar or... It depends on the design of the kit. Some kits will give you extended end links that keep the sway bar to the proper geometry and proper length, and the, the end links now just take up that distance. Uh, what we do on our rear bars a lot of times is we actually bend the bars to make up for that distance for that change in ride height. So the answer is yes, it can be, but it's not across the board. It's subjective to the kit on who addressed it and who didn't address it. Have the automakers, as they're improving their you know, home-brewed internal tow technology, have they made your job a little bit harder? Uh, have they made it so there's less things for you to offer? Like all these trucks now have sway control and all that stuff. Or is there still plenty for you guys to do? 
There's still plenty of room for us. Uh, going back to what was originally said is a lot of it comes down to sheer cost, is making the vehicle the vehicle still feasible for the consumer. Uh, all The added cost of a sway bar or the high-tech sway control would be such an added cost of the vehicle that it would probably drop them from the list of a, a potential buyer that would go to somebody else. So we still have plenty of room uh, in it. Uh, we also do a lot of OE stuff as well, so it, it's... As an aftermarket manufacturer, I love the fact that OE is not doing it because right. I get to come right in and, and, and do the sell. Right. Do you still, with all the uh, sway control stuff that's going into the, to the factory stuff now, is there a strong a need for the stabilizer bars going to the back of the trailer now as there was, let's say, 20 years ago? Or is that is that still something that you view as is, isn't? Really there's there's good. still a need for it. I recommend. I always recommend towing and hauling to run a, do- a load distribution hitch yeah. because it now displaces that weight over all three or four axles, depending on how many axles the trailer has. Uh, also, still to this day, almost ninety percent of the trucks on the road do not come with a rear sway bar from the factory flat out. And if they do, we're talking pinky or index finger in diameter. Yeah. It's just enough to get the job done to get it through a safety cert or something like that. They're really not thinking of ultimate performance or optimal performance when they're manufacturing it. Now, if you were going to come up with your own, because um, I like to ask the dumb questions. This isn't dumb. This isn't my dumbest question. Um, if you were going to come up with your ideal towing setup for you personally, and let's just say you were going to tow um, a fifth wheel. Just pick a fifth wheel. Okay. Um, what would you pick? Like, what truck? What what would you throw at it? No, you, like you could do whatever you want. Oh wow! Um, unlimited. Yes. You have time. Yes. How long is the show? <laughs> we we uh, got until five o'clock. So. Right. Uh, uh, having driven a lot of trucks uh, with Hellwig, I do like the the Ford Super Duties. I like the way their amenities, the way they rise. So I'd probably start with a Ford truck. Um, I do like a, a truck with a nice stance, with a nice lift. So a two to four inch lift, nothing too aggressive. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, they're big trucks already these days. Yeah, yeah, they're they're already big out the box. So uh, I run big wig our big wig airbags like we typically do, and then our front and rear sway bars. That helps to manage the the load and the sway front front to back. And then if we're doing a fifth wheel, I mean, really, the weight's already centered right over the axle right. anyways. So I don't have I don't have much more to address. Yeah. So so I, I appreciate rock. you lobbing that one up for me. I don't right? out of the park. Yeah, good. Do whatever yeah. you want there. I mean, it, and it doesn't hurt that you can get a, a truck with a 925 pound foot of torque engine yeah. out of the box. Well, yeah. All three of them, I don't think you can really go wrong with any of them at this point. They're so competitive amongst each other. Oh, yeah. They, they, you know, they're just barely one up each other year after year at this point. Big three all make, make a great truck. I currently drive the Nissan Titan with the, the Cummins diesel. Okay. That's a very comfortable truck. That, that has our product on it. Love the it. We XD have a, or the... Uh, the XD. Yeah. Yep, the Titan XD. We actually have a 650 Lance Camper on the back of that. The drive all over the I like that truck. I slept in one of those at a race truck. It's not great for that, um, but it was a. Ve- I like that truck a lot, though. Awesome. Uh, I never, I, I never towed anything before, and my partner with the race car was like, "You towed before?" Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> but I had uh-huh. not, yeah, and had to tow it through San Francisco. Well, not you know, the, not the city proper, but the, the area around it, out towards uh, the Sonoma. Uh, yeah, five eighty, seven eighty, Fremont yeah. to Sonoma. Yeah. So we like skirted some way around. Yeah. Um, and then recently, I towed a, a project truck I had, a, an older Ford, with the brand new F two fifty Super Duty, and you know, going up the grapevine from from Orange County towards uh, actually to Fremont, um, it was like nothing was back, and I had 
heated and cooled seats, a pano sunroof. Uh, I, I always joke that I could have towed that truck with no trailer and no wheels and just dragged the fucking thing right. to the Bay Area. It's more of a sled at that point, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah it would have been like a full pole. Yeah, yeah. 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 there would have been a little bit left by the time you got there. These trucks are amazing. No, and they don't. They don't care. They it, really don't. It'd be wild to, to like, because, yes, the aftermarket can always improve stuff. So as good as that truck was, it'd be wild to just make my ride. And I, and I wasn't taxing that truck at all, but to make it even cushier and safer and more stable with with your products. Oh yeah, well we just did that with the 2017 Ford F350. Okay, that's it's behind us in the Ford booth. I mentioned earlier if you saw it, that's a uh, tan. It's an urban assault camo. We have a Arctic Cat Wildcat X on on a deck on top of the bed. Uh, so instantly we needed helpers. We needed our, our airbags and our sway bars. And then we also have uh, upgraded suspension on it, lights, all that stuff. So it went from a great platform to an outstanding platform. I've been kind of watching this trend lately, and, and I thought the idea was pretty cool. People that are converting old buses and stuff like that into RVs. Mm-hmm. Um, have you guys, and this has probably not happened yet, but have you had anybody approach you in that market going, look, we're trying to do these conversions, and like, can you guys help us out? Not yet. I haven't. I, I'm seeing more and more of it. Uh, most of those people are looking at more of the aesthetics, the inside, the interior. As they start to go down the road and they realize that this is a data chassis, data platform, I'm sure it's going to start coming our way. Good news is it's old technology that we've already seen. So odds are we already have something that's there. Because those were all based off of like an old box, uh, old box chassis or a smaller RV chassis, which was typically an old Ford, Chevy, or Dodge platform. So odds are we're already in, in the game. Yeah. I, it's just finding out what's going to It's fit. just kind of cool to me because those things seem to be so much better built than your typical RV that comes out of the factory brand new, where they're kind of like, you can see the flex in the body and, and in the cabin as you go down the road. Right. Well, and they just, they look cool. They do look yeah. cool. I love the old school buses, Art the old Deco tour buses. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. Um, I mean, the, a, cl- a big, shiny new Class A is, is nice. It's very nice inside, but the bus has all the character in the world. Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, that's why people buy Airstreams. Uh, they, they're, there's not as much room inside, uh, but they are way cooler. Yeah. Um, and they cost a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So can you could you do suspension all the way up to Class A's, the big guys? And, and yeah, but so we do stuff for the Ford F53 chassis, which is the V10. We do it for the, they do one that's 18,000. Wait, they're uh, still making that V10, the gas V10? Yeah, yeah they, they still have it for 17. It's that F53 chassis. They do an 18,000 uh, GVWR and then a 2022,000 GVWR. I'm just racking my brain why they even still make that motor. Because of Class A's. Because it's Class A's, and it, it, it makes power. Yeah. It still gets it done. Yeah. It's some people, and some people aren't ready to go to diesel. That, that's where they're at, and also depending on which state you're in. Now, does if someone's hauling a boat, does that alter the suspension needs at all, or is it pretty much similar? The weight is just there. Anytime you add weight, tongue weight, whether it's on the actual bumper, the hitch, to the bed of the truck, and the back end sags, that's when you need load support. Right. But so, like, but a boat by itself doesn't change the dynamics of anything because it's sitting in there. It's not moving in there. It's just no. Yeah, it's not moving. The it, the, the truck doesn't care what weight's behind right. it as long it's as just it's solid weight. weight. Yeah. If we're talking fluid weight, if right. you have a boat that's full of water in it that's capped off and now it <laughs> can fly side to side, now we have a whole new dynamic. Let's say you're transporting a tank of sharks. There How would you handle that? Right. <laughs> this would be a good question good, for you guys. Good question. Yeah. Constantly yeah. variable air suspension. Mm-hmm. That, that would be highly detailed and technical. My first uh, recommendation would be to drive slow. 
and drain the tank. Yeah, and drain the tank. And then maybe serve shark sushi to a restaurant right. that you get to. Um, yeah. uh, Mako and Thresher are good. Now, um, <laughs> if you, what do you see as, as future trends in this space for you guys? What, what's coming down the road? Uh, and I'm assuming you're constantly looking for ways to ease your sway and load control and then dive further into the performance and UTV side of things. Yeah, we're looking to expand our side-by-side platforms coverage that we have uh, to include more of the new ones that are coming in so we can make sure everybody's safe and having fun from the dunes. Uh, any of the new model stuff that comes out, we're always looking at new dynamic ways to solve the load and sway control problems and also anything automotive-related. I don't have anything that I'm uh, authorized to speak about now. Sure, sure. It was coming down, but, yeah, we're always looking at uh, trying to be the... the the best and the, the new innovators. What's the uh, what's it's far and I'm sure it's an array of things. But what what are your biggest selling items that you guys ship on a regular basis? Our bread and butter at this time is our uh, load and sway for truck applications. So you hear me speak of our big wig airbags, our big wig sway bars. That's that's our bread and butter. That's what we do. We own that segment of the market. Uh, that's why we go with these these builds like that Nissan Titan with the camper on back. That's that's a key segment for us. So we do a lot with the camper uh, and RV people. Uh, this year we did the F-350 with the side-by-side with it mounted in the bed of the truck. Once again, we put uh, a vehicle in there that altered the center of gravity and gave it more weight. So we're trying to show people the cool side, the fun side of what our products can handle. Are you doing Are you doing air in the sport, the performance space too, or is that primarily more uh, sway bars and, and stuff of that nature? Well, all the airbags that we offer are complementary to the factory suspension, except for your Ram 1500s that have a coil rear spring and your Yukons that have a coil rear spring. That we actually replace the coil with okay. our airbag. But all of our stuff is complementary. That's why I always tell people I have a no saggy bottoms policy. So I'm not like I'm not a air ride in the fact that you're a low rider. You can ch- right. adjust. You can slam it on the ground, throw sparks. This is solely to keep you level and maintain a better weight distribution from front to rear axle. Basically, with our airbags and our sway bars, we take the drama out of driving. So no matter, oh, what, no matter what you have in the back, you're nice and calm. If you have an eight-hour trip towing your boat with a camper on it, you've got three kids in the back, your wife's inside, you've got enough stress. You don't need to worry about how the, the trailer's tracking behind you, how right. the vehicle's driving. We just want to make sure you get there nice and relaxed. Uh, function over form at that point because there's a lot of that the other way around here. Yeah. You know. Well, we're, I'm a suspension manufacturer. I, yeah. We're the suspension ninja. I'm working all the time. You just don't see it. Right, right. So everybody's got, we're not, I'm not flashy wheels. I'm not flashy lights. I'm not tinted windows. I'm hidden underneath the vehicle, but I'm always making sure that you get the best drive and best ride possible. Now, is, is there any way that you can use a suspension setup to help a trailer? Somebody's towing. It's windy. Could you have some sort of active suspension that could help fight the wind? It's a possibility. I don't have the technical background to speak to it or sure. get into it. There, there's things that can be done. Also, you got to make sure that it's ultra dynamic so it doesn't end up creating a compound problem. Yeah. Where it goes into solution mode, but it's one tick off. Sure. Like it's because the trailer's going to end up being a metronome that's yep. gaining momentum coming back and forth. If right. you get your calcs off or something's not right, you're just helping perpetuate. Yep what's going on rather than trying to rectify it sure with the sway bars if you get in a situation where there's a lot of body roll back and forth this helps to maintain that and keep it down so maybe it'd almost be better as like a torque vectoring through braking situation 
Could be. Well, anytime the back end uh, trailer starts moving side to side on you, when in doubt, power it out. Is what you, you get on the gas. You don't the back. If your trailer swinging behind you, you don't get on the brakes. You get yeah. on the gas. Unless you have a trailer brake, then you can slowly activate your trailer brake to slow the vehicle down and bring it under control. I, I couldn't imagine towing anything of any significant size without a trailer brake at right. this point. No, they're so cheap. With, why wouldn't you? With the technology that we have today, but there, there's just a few things that you got to think about, and it's always good to be mindful to think about this stuff before you get towing. Like, go prepared. Don't don't get in a situation that wreck and go. Oh man, I wish I would have known more about that. Right, so, right. Well, my favorite thing recently with towing was towing that Ford with the Ford because I re- I borrowed a trailer from U-Haul mm-hmm. and it has the, the warning in the, in the side of your mirror don't go over 55 yep. I may have exceeded that uh, up the grapevine very comfortably with no issues uh, right. and it was pretty pretty great uh, but it's funny you keep checking your lane over and you're like I know I'm going mm-hmm. faster than you want me to go there's um, several reasons for it but also I mean as long as you have the weight distributed properly on the trailer you have the tongue weight right then it should track just fine there's a good video going around on the internet Showing you the difference between a trailer that's weighted properly nose. Wasn't heavy. that here too? I'm sure it was like here a as year well. ago yeah. or something. And then one that has it on the back side. Yep. Once again, we're going back. It's a pendulum effect. You have too much weight out back, it wants to keep moving. That was a good video. Yeah. I mean, it was clear as day because they, they, all they do, it's on a car on a treadmill, and there's this, like a thing behind it, and they move the weight forward, and they hit it, or they move the weight all the way back, and it spins out and like yeah, instantly just it goes out of control. Where it, it, it fixed itself with the weight because it was loaded correctly. It was yep. cool. It was a very good demonstration. Yeah, that's it. it just shows how important tongue weight is. Yeah, and with with everything that we do, we're big uh, proponents of load it properly, do it properly, and you'll have no issues. So this gets back to the whole we can make so many jokes things. We're in SEMA in Vegas talking about load control, tongue weight, sway. Um, <laughs> With, without without yeah. without proper control, the other two you could have sway. And you gotta be, you gotta you so. gotta be mindful of your bed. Um, yeah, sure. or you you know, and if you're not careful, you have an, you have to blow out the rear. Yeah, nobody wants to blow out the rear. And then there's an accident. At nobody all. likes dealing with that. That's, um, a, that's a huge mess, by the way. <laughs> huge mess. So how's your Titan treating you? Uh, excellent. I love that truck. It's been uh, it's been out of my life for almost a month now. We. Uh, we had it at the RVIA, RVIA show in Pomona. I uh, did a spot there with one of the local news stations. And then right after that, we got the invite to take it to Utah for a Red Bull uh, Signature Series event. So we had some pro athletes staying in it. Uh, and then during that time, I was wrapping up the build with LG ECTS that built that truck and our Ford F-350. And I was I was couch surfing, is this which the I, I one, missed my camper. Is this the, one with the, is this the yellow one? Yeah, I've yeah. Seen, I saw this car. On the, I saw it on the highway once. Yeah. I saw it in LA, and I was like, "Oh, I gotta tell it's, it's the con hard. media guys." Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty hard to miss. Yeah, it's, it's bright, like, very bright. Well, and we who borrowed it? Wes Siler, I think borrowed it. Wes, yeah, we, we, we let Wes take it. He took it down to Baja, right? Uh, and did a nice ride up on it. Uh, oh yeah, I actually saw that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, so we. So. We wanted to build a truck and camper, but we wanted to build it completely different from any truck and camper on the road. When you think of a truck and camper, first of all, you think it's boring. You think of a white camper on a white truck yes. with a white-haired guy driving it at 45 miles an hour. Yeah. So much. we said, cool, let's do a yellow truck with a black camper and let some weird dude drive it all over America. <laughs> I'm that weird dude. Uh, it was so. very, very noticeable on the highway. I think it doesn't it say Hellwig in big letters, too? Yeah, we have it, we have it properly branded. Yes. So, yeah, it does say Hellwig. It also says Lance because Lance uh, did give us provide us a Lance 650 camper okay. to complete the build. 
And then all of our sponsors are listed on the back door as well to make sure everybody got their love because without all our sponsors, it wouldn't look as cool or ride as nice as it does. Absolutely. We've, we've taken... Go ahead. I was going to say, do you guys ever actually get into doing modifications on the trailers themselves or strictly on the vehicles? I don't, we, at this time, we don't do anything with trailers. We're strictly vehicle-based. All right. Is there is that an area where there's like room for a lot of improvement or what? Because it, I, the ones I've seen are all super basic. Personally, I believe so. There, there's always this. There's always room for improvement. You know, uh, there's things that can be looked at and changed. Uh, the biggest issue that you're going to have with any type of sway actually rocking back and forth of a trailer, mm-hmm. uh, that can be resolved with proper load, proper tire pressures, topper, uh, proper camber or toe of the tires themselves on the trailer, and then also if you do a uh, weight distribution hitch. I never even thought about like the consideration of toe and camber on a trailer. Yeah, certain ones they'll have, they'll have, so it's toe, not so much the camber, it's the toe will actually determine how it's going to track behind the vehicle. Right. Yeah. So you want a little bit of towing, right? I believe so. You have to, you have to check with some trailer manufacturers. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm speaking out of my wheelhouse right now. Yeah. Right? Yeah, this is being recorded. If you get so. the tow in, it's going to want to track straight. So, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. It's just not even something that I would have ever considered because it's a trailer. Oh, no, yeah. It's just a trailer. It's just something, something simple. Yeah, I have my, trail, my trailer's all stanced. I have it all. Right, you got it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, poke and stretch. You got to have it looking cool, yeah. man. Yeah, you got the point. Yeah, See, I've got a VIP trailer. I've got curtains uh, on it. And yeah, everything. yeah, I'd yeah, like yeah. It. I think that would be actually that. super cool. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll go VIP and murder it out. So I've got it all poke and stretch. Yeah. I got the curb feelers, super camber, like almost running on the inner lip. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. pulling mine with a V12 Cressida. Oh, and that's how I. Oh, that's oh, how I go. Okay, you mean a century. I like our century. Yeah, I like sorry. to call it the Jesus Cressida. <laughs> I like that too. I like that too. That's awesome. Uh, I mean, I, so are you having fun here? Is there anything you wanted to see that you saw, or anything that stands out in your head since we are here at SEMA? Uh, this is my 12 SEMA being on the manufacturing side. I love seeing uh, all my industry friends, seeing the builds that they're doing, all the builds that are coming together. Uh, Depending on what we're doing, we did. We had a lot of push this year. We had a new booth. We had three vehicles. We had a Ford uh, vehicle we were doing for Ford's booth. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of that, really, I've been bouncing just between Central Hall and our South Hall, where we're at. Well, you're like us. You don't really get to walk around too much. It's, yeah, I, my joke occupied. is I've been coming to SEMA for 12 years. I'd really like to just come for once. You should. Like, yeah, just yeah. one time. Right. Just like to come to like, SEMA. Hey, your vacation is uh, end of October. What are you doing then? I'm going to SEMA. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are you going to be? No, no, no. I'm just I'm yeah, no, I'm going go, to Vegas. I'm yeah. actually going to go see it this time. Yeah. So I, I can't beat it. I mean, we, right. we get to call this uh, work, which is playing with cars, looking at cars, building cars. Yeah, but your feet and your back hurt, too. Yeah, it happens. It does. Yeah. yeah. Right. Good attitude. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> uh, where, if people are interested in Hellwig parts, where can they find them on the internet? They can go to our website, which is hellwigproducts.com. Uh, they can also call us directly at our 800 number. We do not have uh, machines that pick up the phone. We have live people, so you can actually talk to somebody. Very nice. Fantastic. In uh, usual social media outlets? Uh, yes, we have uh, Facebook, Hellwig Products, and then our Instagram is Hellwig underscore products. Sweet. What about on uh, Snapchat? You on the Snap? Uh, I'm not on the Snapchat yet. We're going we're gonna to start on the Snippy Snap here shortly. <laughs> How about Tinder? Grinder? Yeah, we're advertising heavily on Tinder right now, trying to go for the, the lonely singles that need the load control. Okay, well, no, that's load the, support. That was a good it, joke. It is, it is good. That I is a very you, good joke. I will give you that. Um, um, 
And then Craigslist. Don't forget about the Craigslist listings. Oh yeah, and we're hitting up all the you know any scams, spammers, stuff like that. We're definitely oh sweet. Yeah, we're. I've got a cousin in South uh, South Africa, and he's gonna if you just deposit. Oh, that's the guy uh, that wants to help me with five hundred yeah, yeah, grand, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on and chatting all things sway and load control with us and tongue weight, which yep. is my favorite thing. Anytime. Anytime um, you want to discuss those topics, yes. let me know. Uh, so that's another episode from SEMA. We'll see you guys later. Bye.